I'm Lisa Mullins, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI and WGBH Boston. The stakes were high today in Egypt as President Mohamed Morsi met with the country's senior judges. Morsi angered those judges and many Egyptians, too, with a decree that he issued last week. The measure gave President Morsi sweeping powers and placed him beyond the reach of the courts. But after he met with the judges today, the Islamist president changed his tack. He agreed to scale back his decree. That leaves most of his actions still subject to judicial review. This move comes after days of widespread protests against Morsi's decree, and tension is still in the air in Cairo. Isandra El-Amrani writes the Arabist blog from the Egyptian capital. The situation in Egypt right now is one of a standoff. The, the President Morsi made his decree, made sure to rally his political base around it, and I think was taken aback by the level of fury that, that his decree had uh, generated. All this very quickly snowballed in one of the biggest uh, last Friday uh, uh, demonstrations that we've seen uh, in the past year. And people are very nervous that we're going to see an escalation in violence. We spoke with a a representative of the Muslim Brotherhood last week, and he said that Mercy's decree looks really bad. Uh, But in essence, he said, trust us, these presidential powers will dissolve in a couple of months. How sure can anyone in Egypt be that the president will indeed give up the powers that he just awarded himself? I mean, first of all, the, the, this, this idea, and President Morsi said it himself, that he, people just trust him, is slightly preposterous. I mean, he should know better than this. He should know that Egypt was already, before this decree, deeply divided, that the organization he belonged to, the Muslim Brotherhood, is not trusted by, you know, perhaps it's a minority, but it's a substantial minority of uh, Egyptians, and that trust has to be built and earned. Uh, he hasn't done enough in his presidency so far to really warrant that trust from his political enemies. Uh, Nor did he really even reach out to anyone beyond a a very close circle that didn't even include his advisor on democratic transition, for instance, who should be one of the first person concerned, or his minister of justice uh, in, in setting out the wording and and the, the terms of this decree. is um, uh, But now, of course, he has the pushback in part from the demonstrators who are camped out in, in Tahrir Square in Cairo and threatening to stay there until he reverses the decree. How much pressure does he actually feel from these demonstrators? I think it's, uh, you know, even if these demonstrators don't represent the uh, overwhelming majority of the Egyptian people, it is substantial enough that that what he's done is really divide the country at a time when he should be uh, acting more like a uniter. I mean, I don't think it's easy to to dismiss these protests as if it was only a few hundred people. It's bigger than that. There's been uh, violence that's uh, emerged uh, uh, in Cairo, in Alexandria, all around the country, and clashes between brotherhood supporters and brotherhood opponents, essentially. I guess he has accomplished one thing, and that's to bring together these fractured forces in the opposition. That is true. He has brought together an opposition now force that, that consists of people from the left and the right, as well as people who were anti-Mubarak revolutionaries and Mubarak nostalgics. And, you know, I, I guess that's one uh, impressive achievement. But, you know, the state of the opposition in Egypt is as much a concern as the state of, of the, the, the present regime, uh, President Morsi's regime, because if the opposition is just going to say, we want 
our way 100%, and he says, I want my way 100%, then they're never going to reach a compromise. And, you know, it's already taking an economic toll. We've seen losses on the stock market. We're, we're seeing uh, uh, certain uh, foreign donors rethink their policy towards Egypt. It certainly doesn't inspire foreign investors with any confidence that political crisis this country has been in now for almost two years, uh, ending anytime soon. So he, both sides, I think, have to find the right compromise and end this as soon as possible. Uh, two people at least have already died, let's remember. Sandra El Amrani writes a blog called The Arabist. He's also a visiting fellow at the European Council on Foreign Relations. Nice to speak with you. Glad to be here.